Welcome to Back Chat. Uh, I guess this is a special edition, the Mishi Galena is gone edition. Uh, I am Jason, joined by my bu- bu- good buddy Paul. What's going on, Paul? Just wallowing in my own self-pity about my team right now. Really? Do you want to yeah. break the news to the Switchbacks faithful, even though every the, the half dozen people listening to this already ooh, already know what's going on? Yeah, I, I guess that most people who would be aware of our show would already know what's going on if they're following social media. Um, but Galena has been loaned to Angeles FC of Major League Soccer uh, with an option to buy. Um, and the rumors are that his uh, transfer fee would be a new record for USL um, player sale, uh, which is not surprising. Uh yeah, I have thoughts. I have opinions. Okay. Well, uh, I'm sh- everyone does. This is this is a, kind of a first for Switchbacks fans, as most of the time the Switchbacks are, are where careers go to die as opposed to rec- where careers <laughs> get uh, jump-started or launched. But uh, let, me, let, me, let me break down the deets real quick. According to the good folks at the Switchbacks, front office according to their press release um the it became official tonight um and what was kind of a badly kept secret uh the switchbacks have officially loaned mishi galena to lafc uh the los angeles football club very creative name on their part um details have not been released uh although i would expect them to be released soon uh seeing as uh, MLS, I believe they have uh, their their financing is pretty open whenever there's a player uh, movement anywhere. But there there is a loan fee that happened, and uh, officially the designation is LAFC has an option to purchase at the end of the season for a fixed transfer fee plus conditional payments and a percentage future of percentage of future sell on revenue. That's direct directly from the last paragraph of the um, press release. Uh, Switchbacks general manager Brian Crookham. Um, Mishi's move validates the fact that Switchbacks FC are in a new new era, which the team can compete with the best of the USL. Individuals can perform and earn the opportunity to pursue their dreams of playing in top flight leagues, and a soccer operations can contribute to a sustainable business model for the club. Mishi has certainly earned the opportunity in front of him. The staff work hard every day to ensure that the recruitment and preparation of this caliber player will allow others to follow in Mishi's footsteps. So, um, give me your thoughts. Here we are. My thoughts, first and foremost, happy for Mishi. Obviously, the the goal for any young player is to make it to the highest level that they can. Um, This is obviously a good move for his career. Um, Whether it becomes permanent or knowing the level that he has played um, in the the championship, I, I suspect that it will become permanent unless the the unless the level of defending that he comes up against is just uh, that much greater than he's used to. Um, I, I, I expect Excel. Um, next thoughts are whose idiot idea was this? <laughs> and, and not so much the, the, the actual deal itself, but the timing, the timing could not be worse. Um, we, are in the home stretch of the most difficult and most important games for our playoff seating. And we have the playoffs coming up. Um, that is at this point, if we even make it, um, which without Galena, we have faltered quite a bit. Uh, um, we've managed to pick up singular points where I believe we would have taken all three if he had been starting. Um, and we've just barely squeaked out uh, a win that should have been you know, easily in hand had he been on the pitch. Uh, the, the timing is atrocious. 
he has been uh, every everyone focuses on on Haji Berry and his contributions, and obviously they're massive. He he's contributed nearly half of the team's scoring. Um, but I, I noticed a very distinct drop off in his scoring um, when Mishi was no longer uh, in the game day squad. Mm-hmm. Um, this the this last game notwithstanding, uh, where he was able to get himself a brace. All the previous games where Mishi did not feature, uh, he had fewer touches, fewer touches in dangerous areas, um, and we just had fewer reliable balls into the box, fewer reliable runs at defenders. Um, you've got guys like uh, Beckford, who is capable of taking guys on and, and does so pretty well, um, but just doesn't have that lethal setup pass that Mishi does. Um, and I, I think that the the entire offense has been sort of t- back a notch just by not having him there. Yeah. Um, and and to have that to have that right, we need like we have a massive push to the end of the season. All divisional opponents, all important to where we place at the end of the season. Not to mention the actual playoffs themselves. To to basically take best offensive players in the entire league and just get rid of them before you've even completed a full season with them just seems irresponsible to me. Yeah. Well, um, to put, to put things in perspective, we've, we've been without Galena, um, for the past four games Two of those were for his suspension against New Mexico. Uh, and two, two of those have been, let's just, uh, I think they officially called it a healthy scratch, uh, official club front office decision club decision um we've we are uh two wins two ties and zero losses um the two ties came against uh rgv one-to-one which i'm with you that that should that was a we should have came away with three points on that the uh zero zero draw against el paso which um was a really rough game in the turn in the fact that we were without uh, Jimmy Oxford as well, and uh, the recent win against uh, the the previous win against RGV uh, down in um... no that was here wasn't it yep here and here in in, in uh, Car Springs so I, I I mean I agree with you from the fans perspective and I guess that's how I'm going to try to separate this because as a fan I'm with you I'm like what the hell man we are 10 games 9 games 8 games away uh, in the middle of a playoff push uh, to get higher seating Um, with Galena I think maybe we could have uh, made a surprising run in the playoffs and gone a little bit deeper than than the first round Um, I think we could have been a a threat Uh, and, and and like you, I've seen that there's been a change in the way our offense operates uh, without Galena in the lineup. Um, without his, without the threat of his speed, uh, in addition to Beckford's, and it's kind kind of allowed defenses to fully concentrate on Haji Berry uh, and and force Beckford among. Um, or whoever's been there in the lineup, uh, kind of forced them to take that Mishi Galina role, and and uh, none of them have so far. Now, having said that, I, and things may change now that things are a little more official. I guess. I mean, the last game, the goal, game-winning goal that Haji Berry scored was set up by Beckford. Was I hate to say it, Galina-esque, Mishi-esque. Uh, with it, the, it was it was a very good setup, and it's something that we've uh, we in the in the bruisers uh, long time just thinking you know he just needs to get a couple of those and and even a couple of easy goals to go in to to bring back that form that when he first started for us he was he was scary like he intimidated mm-hmm. defenders and then for whatever reason fell off um it 
he he has that in him, I believe, but I don't know I don't know if it's quite to, to Galena's and I, I think the other big thing you touched on is that Galena takes two guys off of other attackers, whether it's mm-hmm. Aji, whether it's Beckford, whether it's Among, or whether it's just a guy that's not marking a midfielder who can come into the top of the box and take a pop. Um, Galena demands attention, uh, and, and that is something that when when you've got two or three You, you give defenses a lot of trouble. Um, and without him, we're kind of, we're, we're a lot more predictable, I feel. Yeah. Um, before it was, you know, taking the two, def- you, you've got to account for him. And d- even though he, he ends his season with us with, I believe it was eight assists and eight goals, um, his, this true threat was as uh, setting up other people, his assists and, uh, um, his hockey assists where he's, you know, setting up other people to set up other people. Um, and when you're facing Galena, the, the secondary assist. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, when you're facing Galena and Barry, you, you got to pick who's, who's more of a threat to you. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, when, it, when it either really one sucks. is capable of punishing you, uh, for making whichever choice you make, um, when, when there's no right choice for a defender to make that, that has been, and, and to be fair, we, we've had kind of an embarrassment of riches in the attacking area because of the lineup we have. To say and the now least. we're maybe going back down towards what, um, what a team should normally expect. Yeah. That said, knowing, knowing that we are, as coach said, we are kind of ahead of schedule in the rebuild this kind of sets us back in my opinion um, and puts us back maybe kind of a reality check of hold on switchbacks. You're, you're not supposed to be this good yet. Um, And, and I, it, it concerns me um, that, and I understand the business side of it, like the, a huge transfer fee, uh, those add-ons that, you know, if he, depending on, you know, what, those add-on bonuses are whether you know it's a certain goal amount or assist amount uh and the percentage of sell-on clause is pretty could potentially be pretty huge too if he you know if he takes off an mls and then gets sold to another club for 20 million suddenly half you know part of your yeah. stadium is paid off um it it, it makes sense business-wise the the uh the fifa career mode slash football manager brain as good business decision the the soccer fan the switchbacks fan in me says why did you have to do it now yeah um and i well, even, i see i see teams in lower leagues in other, in other countries where they'll they'll set a move up like this where they will they'll sell a, a player to another club and then require that he be loaned back for the remainder remainder of the season mm-hmm. so like why why couldn't something like that have been done so maintain the the positivity that we had in attack for this season and try to go as deep as we can in the playoffs before losing him well Um, i think it just seems like we're we're putting the cart before the horse sure sure well i i think i mean this to some fans this may have come as like way out of left field a complete shocker um don't know what's going on I, i i suspect this has been in the moves for several several months at least well before the uh the ball boy incident at new mexico um if nothing else the ball boy incident gave the switchbacks a little bit of cover uh to 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 get everything squared away um you know we you the 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 article an article came out in the gazette um the Colorado springs gazette he had written an article about a month ago um, basically, with an interview with Coach Burke, where they were setting up this, setting up the the uh, the scene, basically trying to place a soft landing for fans, so so that this didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, where uh, Burke basically said, "Look, you know, our goal here is to be able to recruit, recruit young talent, work them up, be competitive, get them in a position where if we can sell them off, we can sell them off to you know do that." And he says, "We've had we had we have had offers, but selling right now would not be ideal. 
Um, it's not what we want to do unless there is a um, absolute uh, blockbuster deal that goes down. We 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 can, we don't really want to be selling right at this point. So so there sets the expectation. We don't want to do this, but if we get an offer we can't refuse, we're not going to refuse it. And and to me, I mean, I, I think people are looking at this from the fans' perspective, which I can totally respect and understand to see, and the the club's perspective, the football manager, uh, FIFA side of it, where you're you're looking at money and allocation, and I think no one's really seeing it from the player side of it, and that is. You want to go to a club where you can get exposure to move on. And in order to do that, you've got to know that you can trust the front office to do that. You can trust the coaching staff to do that. And you can trust trust that the front office, when it gets an opportunity, you got to trust that a coach is going to put you in a position to show off, to put your best side out, to show off your best abilities. And you've got to trust that the front office is going to be willing to part with you uh, when an offer comes up, if 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 a if a blockbuster deal was in the works for Mishi Galina, and you know this doesn't go on without his knowledge, if there's a blockbuster deal in the works, and you know Burke recruited him here by saying, "Hey, look, you know our goal here is to win games and to get you on to the next level. I will do everything I can to put you in the MLS or some other." First division somewhere else, you know. If you, I will give you minutes. I will give you. T- I will give you training. I will. I will make you a spotlight. You know, whatever needs to to be done to make you successful to move on to the next level. Because, you know, with, that's what I know that you want. And if a player can trust that the coach is going to put him in a position to move his career on, then he's going to be more likely to come to a place like Calder Springs, which has a, let's just call it a, um, I wouldn't exactly say burgeoning, but a, a brand new fan base. You know, the fan base has kind of sprung up out of nowhere since the stadium, um, somewhere where agents, you know, have know the reputation of the front office being stingy and being a little bit um, fickle and mismanaged at times. Um, Those are huge obstacles to overcome. Um, So having this start out the Burke era, which I, I I think will help in the future in us getting younger and higher caliber players to come here, um, it puts players in a position to where, hey, look, uh, instead of this, I want to go to I want to go to a team that's going to be, you know, uh, MLS ready, uh, or or a MLS two team, or or somewhere where there's a direct pipeline to MLS, and instead come to a team where I know whether it's through MLS, whether it's being sold uh, through transfer, whatever. Um, the team is the, the the club, the coaching staff are going to get behind me to to make me to put put myself in the best possible light to further my career. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a players league. This this is. I mean, it's all about the players in this league. It's not about you know uh, dynasties or or, or uh, I hate to call it a development league because it's not really you know development is what. Salt Lake City is doing right now with their players. Um, development is is something that we're not developing players to become better players. We want players to come in, showcase their abilities to go to other to to go to higher levels. I think that's what the kind of model this team wants to build. The that way we can recruit the the Thomas Amongs and the the Yaya Torres and the eighteen and nineteen year olds. Um, you know, Amishi's 21 years old. Uh, to me, I think that's that's where this. I mean, it sucks that this had to happen at this point in the season. Logically, you know, a player gets as good throughout the season. What would happen if he, you know, had a a six figure uh, offer on the table and he breaks his ankle, he tears his ACL. Um, you know, those, there, there's a lot of what ifs, and for the switchbacks, you know, they're like, 
I imagine they've got lots of offers for lots of players and that they may entertain uh, in the offseason, but it's got to be a blockbuster deal, like Burke said, to, to be able to move some of our top-tier players. Um, so, yeah, it, it sucks, but forward-looking, it, it's good for the the front office then for the team in recruiting the club uh the the coaching staff to be able to recruit quality players um younger players and not just you know rapids academy younger players but players who are you know trying to you know who are are good talents who could potentially see a future in in MLS in in uh, league MX or even somewhere in Europe. I mean, if we could having being able to sell these players puts the team in a in a fiscally good position to be able to be successful and not have to sell sixteen dollar beers. Um, it puts the 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 coaching staff and the the soccer side of it in an enviable position in that now we become this much more attractive to talent. And um, for the fans, that means down the road, we're going to get better and better talent. Um, unfortunately, this means that right now it kind of looks a little bit rough coming up through the playoffs. Um, again, for the players, for you look at, you look at DeShane Beckford, this is now a huge opportunity for him to step up because his role has slightly changed a bit, and now he becomes – you know, he takes on new responsibilities. Um, this is more playing time for Thomas Among, uh, for, for Yaya Tori, for, for, uh, for Yappy. For a lot of the other players, this becomes, um, it's, it's, not, it's not just next man up, but it's next opportunity up. And, you know, as, as a DeShane Beckford, who has, who kind of, you know, got a little stake bit in the bulk of the season over the summer, this is a good chance for him to step up and in the season on a note where he's, you know, a player to player to watch, you know, one of the 20 under twenties. Um, and same for, for, uh, you know, Thomas among now is, is going to get a lot more playing time. And, uh, he's the guy who's just going to get better the more experience he gets. Uh, and, um, you know, and this puts more money back into the team so we can, you know, go out and attract, other players um let's talk let's talk money for a second here because i know a lot's been made of that um so terms aren't officially released but there's been a lot of breadcrumbs along the way <laughs> so uh, w first of all this 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 is officially announced as a loan and the reason it's announced as a loan is because the there's the 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 roster freeze in the MLS, and they can't uh, sign new players um, until the next transfer window or, or in the off season. Um, so this is positioned first as a loan. Um, I am ninety nine percent sure that this that 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 he will be bought uh, at the end of the season. Um, short of an injury. Um, the only reason L.A. would agree to take him in at this point in the season is, is they're in the middle of a playoff push, is if they intend for him to get minutes. And so, um, and they're not just going to, you know, stick him down in their development system. But, um, so, the terms that I've seen are more than double the previous USL transfer record, which sounds impressive, right? It's the the previous record was less than half a million, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, okay, that that's half a million is still much better than any record I found, because um, I've been digging since I saw this and trying to find out what the record was. A little under half a million was what uh, the previous record for a player going to the USL. That was um, a goalkeeper going to uh, Loudoun United. Um, 
they they bought him for like four hundred and forty thousand. The outward record I can find from a player going from USL up or USL crossways, um, the only one I could find, and I checked transfer market, I checked um, you know all the all the soccer stat sites, um, was a player for OC Blues in. Uh, 2012 slash 2013 for 114,000. So double that would let's just let's just say 250,000. Is is that yeah that I mean that may be a big USL amount. If if that's the if that's the only amount of money that's that is being that's being thrown around here, then it's in it's an even worse deal. Than I could ever have. Yeah, I and mean, it, it's laughable. It's an insult to the, it's an insult to the entire fan base. Um, it, it's disgusting. Um, if, they better for for essentially throwing away the playoffs. You better have gotten a million or more. Um, yeah, that, I mean, like, that, if it comes out, that, if it comes out less than that, I will tear my hair out. Um, it, it that would be. Like I said, that would be insulting to the fan base. Yeah, and, and like I say, this is based upon my my Google foo, um, which which is is limited uh, to say the least. Uh, I don't have the the actual, you know, I don't get to see the books, and I'm not at the USL headquarters who has a, you know, uh, who has exact figures on what what that is. But I, it, I mean, when I first heard the double double the highest figure, I assumed the highest figure previous this was probably half a mil. And I expected at least a mil, if not just a, a, a smidge under, uh, just so that, you know, and then with the, the further add-ons when it comes to playing time and all that, blah, 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 blah. Um, that's what I kind of assumed that the total package, the total compensation over this, the span of this, the, of this year and next um, would be over, over a million. That's what my expectations are. I hope that my, I hope that it's near that. Um, we'll find out at some point, and I think that will say a lot. One about where the USL is in terms of uh, the marketing their talent out, and where you know the power, where what position the players are in. If it, I mean, if if two hundred fifty thousand is uh, is a blockbuster deal, then I you know. If two hundred fifty thousand is a blockbuster deal for selling a player, uh, what are we doing building twenty six million dollars stadiums? Um, and even that was a cheap stadium compared yeah. to some of the ones that are going up around the league. So I, I don't know. Um, you know, when I first saw that, I thought it had to be a mistake. Uh, a per, further digging, uh, you know, we're not the only ones who made uh, some money off of this deal. Um, as part of the deal. Los Angeles sent the Rapids $50,000 in uh, general allocation money through 22 for his MLS MLS rights. They also had to make a deal. Uh, they sent 50, another 50000 to the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, through 2022 for their 2021 international roster slot. So... Already you've got LAFC uh, on the books making... A uh, hundred thousand dollars investment just to get him in this season, um, and that's in the, you know that's in the MLS the, the whole general allocation money the whole voodoo economics that uh, the MLS uses. It's hard to, to 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 figure out how much of that is actual. You know, LAFC is not sending a guy with a bag that with dollar signs on it to Vancouver, but. Um, so the Rapids got a little. The Rapids got a little bit out of this. Vancouver got a little bit out of this. The Whitecaps, the MLS side, the Switchbacks got something out of this. Um, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention or not, but I, I wasn't aware that the Rapids had his rights. Were you? They. He was, no, he was never a Rapids player. So unless there is a, unless there is an arrangement that the base has not been made aware of that may us the rapids uh rapids two uh, official uh, rapids two club um they have 
absolutely no rights. Um, well, he, uh, is, he is a play. He has a contracted with the Switchbacks, who are a independent club in the USL. Yeah. Well, and I know that, so that I, MLS teams pick up the rights to players so that don't always end up playing for that team. And, and um, you know, like I know, well, no, Guadabaye was on loan to us. Mishi was not on loan to us. And I, I confess, I don't exactly keep up with the with the with the the wire uh the transfer wires and or uh i forget the the official term for it, but i don't i don't keep up with the mls's you know them throwing around who has the rights to who and and all that philadelphia the union originally had the rights to him um and he played for the union uh, when he was i believe he was 19 uh and before he was loaned down to Bethlehem Steel, which was the union's MLS2 team where Coach Burke was. Um, so unless the Rapids, ha- I mean, well, not unless, apparently it happened, because this was part of the reason that the announcement was held up for so long, was that the MLS side of things was all fudged up. Um, and the MLS, MLS had to get their, uh, their, uh, their accounting in place which included, you know, who owns the rights to Misha Galina in the MLS and not just, you know, his rights as a player in the, in the world, but in the MLS because it's a closed system. Um, the Rapids had the, the rights uh, to him, and I'm sure they, you know, they had to get paid for that. And I have a feeling if, if they made a deal with Philadelphia, Philadelphia might have some discovery rights or something like that. So there's got to be money that's going to maybe go back to to Philadelphia. So in part, it kind of shows the, the, I mean, for me, someone who doesn't really get into the weeds in MLS, because it, there's just so much BS about it, to, in my opinion. Um, but one of the reasons this, this has taken, you know, uh, so long to get announced, um, I know Mark Turner was complaining on Twitter about them not announcing it. And, you know, they can't announce it until the MLS gets their books in order. And then, I'm, you know, that meant getting a roster, an international roster spot. Uh, they, had to find a, they had to find someone to dance with about that. They had to get the books cleared with the Rapids. And I'm sure the Rapids had to get their books cleared with Philadelphia if needed. So, um, yeah, that, that's it. There, I mean, there's, there's, there's money going across. Um, I mean... If how much the the switchbacks get out of this deal, God, I hope it's for more than a quarter million because a quarter million, I would think would be, I, I would think would be it's a, a slap in the face. I would think that would be a, uh, uh, you know, it, it, like if I'm buying a car, that's my low ball first offer before the team goes. Yeah, I'm not selling him in the middle of a playoff race, uh, you know in the final final two months of the season. Um, for, for Mishi Galina, that wouldn't even be my low ball. That, that would be like the commission percentage that his agent should get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you know, not just looking at, I mean, I, I know Mishi Galina is, is, is in our hearts here at, in Colorado Springs, but looking USL wide, and you know, I'm yeah. I the union, I'm sure, has a uh, had a voice in this as well. Um, you know, Michigalina was nominated for the midseason Young Player of of the Year so far, um, and I don't think they ever actually announced the the actual winners of that. Um, but you know, he was he was in the running for Young Player of the Year. You know, he has missed four games uh, this season due to uh, the 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 suspension and waiting for everything to get worked out. And he still, he, he still has eight assists, which is second in the USL. It's conceivable. He'll finish in the top five in USL in assists and not even play the final, what, three months. So it's for the union and for the league who wants to position itself as an alternative to the MLS, because, you know, let's not forget, we've got MLS, uh, whatever the hell they're doing with their internal uh, league, new league next year. Um, 
you know, there, there's there's a lot riding on this that makes me think it's got to be way more than, uh, way more than. I mean, it's got to be way more, way more, more. Damn it, slap table. I would, but it's class. Um, <laughs> now having go, look, I had not noticed. Uh, Deshane Beckford has seven assists this season. Um, so the assist he had on with uh, Haji Berry to finish off the game. Uh, against RGV was his seventh assist. So, I mean, Beckford is in posi- is is you know only two assists behind the league leader Danny Barrera over in Hartford, uh, go Whalers. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I gotta think it's got to be a lot more than that because there's just way too much on the line for for uh, for a quarter. So to, that, to be fair, though, MLS as a whole, um, they they don't spend they don't spend a lot of money in general on players on incoming transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, the record for the for the league um, is like less than twenty million. Um, so for a young kid coming out of the USL championship, maybe we are losing him for a quarter million. It's hard to yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, it's a great deal. I mean, for LAFC, if you can bring him in on, on a, uh, you know, bring him in for, for this little, this little rush and, uh, the, uh, this little, the end of the season, you know, have someone, uh, someone with pace coming off the, the bench to help you, um, and, and for future seasons, uh, you know, what, what would piss me off is if he comes in, gets, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes the rest of the season, and next year they're loaning him down to whoever they're uh, – they're loaning him down to some other USL side. I, I got to imagine there's part of the language that says Wait, if you – if you go ahead. I'm honestly that's, – that's exactly what I'm assuming is going to happen. Um, he's – going to get limited minutes with them and then he's going to get loaned or sold to, to someone other than us yeah uh, and we are going to we'll get a, a small percentage of his sell-on fee and the the entire legacy of Misha Galina at at uh switchbacks is going to be eight goals and eight assists in a season where he probably could have done you know quite a bit more yeah um, I and, mean and Literally was he had only, only, little more than half a season in and was basically a club legend uh, at this point. And, yeah. and that'll be that. Yeah, I, I hope that's not the case. Um, you know, uh, someone uh, someone on, on, online brought up the, the idea that, hey, what if, you know, they're probably not even going to buy him at the end of the season. This is just a loan. And I got to tell you, no, nah, th- this is a handshake deal. Um, they, there's, yeah, there's, there's too much money already for it to be a loan. Yeah. I, it, the, the fact that they bought his rights from the rapids, I mean, they've already got, a, they've already got a hundred K invested in this. And while that may not seem like, like much, I mean, that is real money, um, real MLS money, but real money, I mean, that's, that's money that has to be accounted for. And, um, You don't do that with a player that you don't see beyond 2021 with. And if if this was negotiations that was going on um, before the the roster freeze in the MLS and uh, negotiations went past the roster freeze and they had to work out this whole loan uh, scheme and with with the intent to buy at the end of the at the end of the season and they back out of it and there's no injury involved, that's going to make it harder for the LAFC to do business in town uh, with agents, with players. Um, that, that, that makes for a really untrustworthy scenario. And, you know, in soccer, you know, it, it, their reputation is, is, is a part of it. And if uh, once, once a club gets a reputation for backing out of, of deals, um, it makes it a lot harder to get other deals done. And uh, you don't have to look any further than the switchbacks 2015 through 2019 um, 
history to see what happens when um, a front office uh, doesn't do right by their players or honors agreements or things of such. So, um, so I think there you go. I mean, that's it's big news. Um, got me out of bed. Uh, already ambient up. I think you're a couple drinks in to to uh, uh, get you <laughs> ready to cope with this. So, yes, yeah, this is this is uh, by far one of the one of the biggest moves that the switchbacks have had. I mean, uh, to date, the only player I think that we've had that's had any sort of minutes in the MLS post switchbacks career has been Ish Jome, who I believe got injured after a couple starts with Portland. Maybe a couple a couple appearances with Portland, um, and Winish Jones is the highlight of your um, player legacy, your legacy of your players. Um, yeah, so um, I, I I have two two closing thoughts. Give them to me, man. First of all, um, this if this is going to be the um, the model of this club as a selling club. Um, be prepared to be losing Haji Berry in the summer. Um, it's, I mean, part of the reason that we offered him in a contract extension was to make sure that he couldn't leave for free, essentially. Yep. Um, be, be prepared to lose Haji Berry as well. Um, and my other closing thought has to do with being a selling club. Um, I, I've been a fan of Newcastle United FC in, in the Premier League for uh, and the entire time that I've been a fan of theirs. Uh, they've been under ownership that has used to sign players over a certain age um, because they aren't profitable. Um, and they, they, only, they only attempt to sign young players with the sole intention of putting them in the shop window and selling them on for more later on. Yeah. Um, and, and that club is now perennially in the relegation zone in the premier league, um, just fighting to survive every season because nobody, uh, they, they just cannot keep talent. And when they do, uh, when they do keep talent a little bit longer, it's just to get a larger price tag. Yeah. Well, um, and I, loathe being the fan of, of a selling club. And I just pray that that is not what the switchbacks are. are uh, I, I, I well, setting their heights, their sights higher than that. Yeah. And, and, and if you're doing I, that at the top, it's, it's like infuriating. I get to a certain extent, we are not the top division uh, in, in this country. Um, it's a different model. USL, it is. And and USL has already talked about introducing their own promotion and relegation, their own soccer pyramid, which would essentially put USL championship as the top division in USL. You know, as a attainable thing for an entire club, not just players being sold upward. But I, I feel like it's even worse in an American because... God bless us. Americans love winning. Um, and we love celebrating individual players. Uh, you just look at NFL fans and just, you know, the hyper-focusing on a quarterback or on a wide receiver or something like that. Yeah. Um, it really hard to, to make new fans and keep fans long-term if there's no... There, reappearance of players there's no consistency in the squad year over year if if you're afraid to spend 80 90 dollars on a jersey with someone's name on the back because you think they're going to be gone in half a season that's not profitable for the club either so it there has to be a balance you can't just be a selling club you have to also strive to win and strive to keep your fan base coming to back back to the games otherwise you're going to have a very pretty very empty derelict stadium yeah. Well, and I think um I, I think in terms of jerseys, uh the um I, I think the switchbacks front office, their knowledge in, in you know, not 
making jerseys of specific players is as deep as the stack of George Lubisi jerseys they have sitting on their floor now, um, which I'm sh- I'm sure you could go buy now for half price if you wanted to. I don't know. It's not on a website. But anyway, um, <laughs> so it's it's I, I feel you. I, I hear what you're saying. And I, I you know, I'm kind of old school when it comes to teams where, you know, I know that teams are going to stay consistent for years. You know, you at least get two, three years of the same roster or the same core. We definitely have not had that um, here at all. Um, and I'm not sure. And, and I think, I think team wise, it's going to be worse next year when you've got another league coming in that's going to be another destination for players with the MLS uh, I don't even know what they're calling it MLS 3 um, it's it's going to be you know there, there's going to be more teams there's going to be more players um, and there's going to be a lot more player movement and I think it's important for little and when I say little, I'm talking about USL level, USL level clubs to just for fans to keep in mind that, you know, you you love a player for a year or in Mishi's case, three quarters of a year, two thirds of a year. Um, but 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 you got you, you got to love the crest. And that's that's the important thing is that, you know, these players are coming in to fill a role for for hopefully one season and um, sometimes that role changes from uh, scoring lots of goals to making us enough money so we can afford next year's goal scorer. Um, and it sucks, and it's, I guess it's better than the NASL model, which was, you know, um, spend lots of money you don't have and then go bankrupt. Um, so... Yeah, uh, it's it's. You're not wrong. Let's put it this way. And yeah, I I, I think Haji Berry, uh, is probably uh, assuming he gets the Golden Boot, knock on wood, assuming he gets the league MVP, which is not talked about, but which is seems to be fairly obvious that when you win the Golden Boot by, in this case, anywhere from seven to ten goals, uh, if you're not the MVP, I think you need to reevaluate what the most valuable player means, um, you know, with, and if Amisha Galina's selling price is double the previous USL record, whatever it may have been, I would think Haji Berry, who's not that much older, um, who's has had su- success, um, and other parts that have been cut short of, of, uh, because of injury. Um, I would think that he would say, yeah, I want, you know, if 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 not, you know, not only him but him and the team saying, yeah, Mishi's money is the floor. Let's go from there. So, if he does leave, uh, if he is dealt, then you know, you got to hit while the iron's hot, and it's it's there's no guarantee that he's going to come back next season and score twenty plus goals. Uh, so. Yep. So uh, manage expectations, fans, because it's going to be a rocky ride, and uh, it's a, it's a new way of of doing business than what we're used to through the Trichu era. But um, I don't know if we can make if we can be in the playoff talks at the end of every single season. Uh, if we if we're you know competing for the top seed or the, or the second seed, if we're competing for a home game every year, even if it's with a different eighteen every year. I guess I'm okay with that, you know. I put my name on the back of the switchback jersey, so I don't put a player's name. So that's my view. I just don't think that I just that we do. I don't think we have that consistency without the consistency of roster. You look at Louisville City; mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. their core of players hasn't changed since they yeah. came into the league. Their core of players hasn't changed. Yeah, um, and that that's a. Hello. But we'll we will see. Um, yeah. And and before, can you hear me? 
Uh, you cut up I'm there at that last thought. Yeah, give me give me that last uh, that last thought again. I was just going to say that above and beyond everything else, like uh, obviously I'm extremely concerned and frustrated about all this. Mm-hmm. I'm super happy for Mishi. Absolutely. Um, as a player, because like, holy crap, when I was 21, um, I wasn't doing anything like that. I, when I was 21, I was just getting out of the army. I was uh, preparing to move back in with my parents and do nothing with my life. Um, and this young man has honed his craft to the point where um, one of the most exciting newer clubs in the top league in our country uh, has shown interest in. Mm-hmm. And that's that's fantastic. And yep. I, I hope to be able to watch him. I hope to, to be able to watch him on TV. Um, and uh, and I hope that he I hope that he impresses. I hope that he he shows his worth because I believe that he can make it up. And I think that if the circumstances are right, he he will make it at that level. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're going to follow players, uh, follow our players to the MLS and root for them there um, instead of following our players to the Icelandic second division and following them where they're going there um, or having to Google and trying to figure out how to pronounce whatever team they just signed with in there in Finland or uh, so so anywhere in Scandinavia, Scandinavia, um, the, the, India, the, only, the anywhere the in Asia. Swedish or Norwegian team that I can pronounce is Malmo, <laughs> and that's because it's only two syllables. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Go full the blur 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 pretty much go, pretty go, much. go, go switch back blurty blurty okay um all right we so have crossed the line into culturally insensitive no dude that's a <laughs> Swedish chef man that's not called that that's classic that is classic there's nothing culturally insensitive about the Muppets well. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is a can of worms for another time. It was the '70s, man. It was a weird time, and the '80s. Don't get me wrong; I love the Muppets, but Swedish Chef—that's wholesome. There's no more sensitive sure. than Chef Chef Boyardee. I mean, come on. And Chef Boyardee was a real person. All right, cool. So uh, let us know what you think in the comments and the tweet bots and the whatevers and the social medias and the what's nots. Um, and uh, go switchbacks and uh, good luck, Mishi. We'll always love you here in the Springs in the 719. And uh, that's about that for back chat. I'm Jason. I'm Paul. And uh, we'll see you at the game. Night.